We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. Hey there. Because you're listening to this podcast, we at Blue Wire want you to know this. One, we freaking love you. And two, we want to learn more about you. Help us make more content you'll love by filling out a survey you can find in the description of this podcast. You'll help us out a ton, and you'll have a chance to win a Blue Wire t-shirt, hoodie, or a pair of AirPods. We appreciate you, hope you're staying safe, and want you to enjoy this podcast. What up, everybody? Welcome to another week of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. I am still in Puerto Rico. He is still in quarantine. We are bringing you a packed show of pro wrestling. We have to talk about AEW and NXT that occurred a couple days ago. We have to talk about WWE Extreme Rules, the horror show. We have to talk about Impact Slammiversary that Justin Ivey from our group chat made us watch. There's a ton to cover in pro wrestling, so we're going to dive into that here in a second. But first, Dre, I'm not sure if this is correct, but my sources tell me that you went to the Kanye West presidential rally tonight. Is that true? Come on, man. (laughs) Don't do this. How are you going to start a show like this? <laughs> so you, I'm just saying, listen, you might not go to Fight Island. You might not go to the premiere of The Zone next week Shh. when we have boxing coming back. But Kanye, crack that claw, Kanye would bring you out a presidential rally for a guy who pulled out officially last week. He never got in. I, I'm so speechless right now. <laughs> I don't, I don't no. even know. What is he having a rally for? I don't Trump have rallies. He's like, fuck it. Trump could do it. I can do it. But Obviously, what? people showed up. 
But what is he rallying? I mean, people will show up to a Kanye West concert. What is he rallying for? I don't know. He had 2020 carved in his head. Did you watch this shit? Did you watch the... I mean, there's clips, obviously. But did you, like, watch? I watched as much as I could. No. And I'm trying to figure out, like, what are you rallying for? Because this is not... This wasn't a presidential rally. I don't know what this was. Sir, I saw one clip. The first clip and the last clip. And it's when he said, Harriet Tubman did not free any slaves. She just sent them to work for other white people. <laughs> and that shit did not hit like he thought it was supposed to hit. He thought that was the line of the year. Bruh. And it was crickets. And someone in the crowd was like, come on, man. <laughs> like, listen, yo, listen. crazy. We just talked about this with Nick Cannon last week, right? We just talked about this. Like, just because you're successful doesn't mean you're smart. And even Nick Cannon, you know, even though he fell into the hotep trap, and, uh, you know, spewed a bunch of nonsense that, you know, he may believe in. But, you know, obviously, well, the weird thing was that was recorded a year ago is what I found out. Who the hell decided to release that now? But I digress. Remember that time we were talking about Kanye West and I said, remember when he said George Bush doesn't care about black people? We got all super excited. And I was like, that didn't mean shit. It was like an impulse. He just said it because he had no facts. He just saw Hurricane Katrina. He saw black people and he was like, well, I guess I'll just say this when the lights come on. Because he drew a blank. That's Kanye yep. West. So here we are, 15 years later, after he says George Bush doesn't care about black people. I can guarantee you that George Bush is sitting at home going, Kanye West does not care about black people. Because how the fuck do you fix your mouth to say Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves. She sent them to work for white people. On what facts, sir? Where do you get this information? How did you get this? I mean, this is the same guy who said slavery was a choice. On what basis do you, what grounds do you have to say this? I know I, I'm I can't fathom what's coming next because he's not done saying stupid shit. Again, this is an individual who does not read clearly, doesn't read a goddamn thing, and he's so successful now that everything he does is based on emotion. He's never really been right, especially since his mother passed. And I know that a lot of people probably saw my tweet. This man is not mentally fit to be president, right? But he's not mentally fit to be in the spotlight, more importantly. This is a man who I've said before needs to be pulled from the spotlight because it's not helping matters any. Like, I saw him say the Tubman quote, and I was like, okay, this is really stupid. But then I saw the quote where he talked about his dad and abortion and him breaking down in tears and crying. I was like, yo, this man does not need to be in anybody's spotlight right now. He needs help. And people were like, well, Biden and Trump are unstable. No, no, don't do that. This is Kanye West, who has gone on record to say that he's off his medication, who's gone on record to say that he may or may not be bipolar, to go, has gone on record to say that he's been troubled and he hears voices and all these things. He's got issues. And he's stupid. I'm sorry, guys. I mean, you don't want to. Some of you don't want to hear it, but Kanye is dumb. Dumb as bricks. Man makes great music. Well, used to. Yeah. But he's he's dumb. <laughs> he's dumb. Like, come on, man. And there's nobody to reel him in. That Kardashian clan ain't reeling him in at all. No, because they'll just find a way to make him make money. And as long as it makes dollars, it makes sense. Well, that's the scary thing. The scary thing is. Kanye does all this, right? And he's in the spotlight. But he's two left turns away from being a, uh, a tragic lifetime story. Truly. It's, it's getting to that point where I'm concerned because if something happens to Kanye, there's going to be people that go, I didn't see that coming. I did. 
Who? How do you not see this coming? Dude, I'm, I'm looking at my timeline right now with people justifying why Kanye should, should run for president because Trump is mentally unstable. That They're not the same. And Biden can't complete a sentence so Kanye can run for president. So there's going to be people that make excuses for Kanye and will continue to do so. But if you are really truly a fan of Kanye West, you need to advocate for help, not the spotlight. You need to advocate for this man to seek help. There is something wrong. Stop urging him on. And people that went to the rally just to laugh at him, y'all not helping matters either. This is not, this is, this ain't it. Look, I'm not a fan of the mute, like the music now. I'm definitely not a fan of the man and this nonsensical rhetoric he preaches. But I am concerned about him to the point where when I see him breaking down or I see him doing these interviews and just going all over the place, I'm like, yo, he needs help. His mother dying was the worst thing that happened to him. There is nobody there to reel Kanye West in. His mother would have reeled that shit in real quick. Either with words or a switch or something. Donda wasn't playing that shit. This version of Kanye... Like, his mother was an educator. Like, I don't know how he went so far off the rails. But this is nuts. Absolutely nuts. Yeah. Again, there's something about the guy. Even when he started, that's just polarizing, I guess. That's the only way I can explain it. Because people show up now to see a train train wreck. And there's still people who show up and support him blindly. Like there's, you know, the people who support Trump at this point. Blind support for Kanye West. Because his merch is still flying off the shelves. He didn't get that gap deal for no reason. People, Chance the Rapper was like, why aren't we voting for Kanye? Are you serious? Yeah. Um, How about zero experience in the field of expertise? Yeah. Chance like, oh, you you need life saving surgery? Why can't the guy down the block at the bodega do it? Right? You like him? <laughs> he makes a pretty good bacon, egg, and cheese. Wow. Right? Like, come on. <laughs> His chopped cheese slaps. Let's get him to do your surgery. No, he has no life experience doing that shit. Makes no sense for Kanye West to be president. That's why people shouldn't vote for him. It's ridiculous. And Dude, man, man. that's the scariest part. Is what not what happens immediately after Trump, right? It's what precedent was set. That's the scariest part of anything. Once you set a precedent, and the precedent was set that you don't have to have any experience to become president of the United States. It no. truly was what people thought it was for a long time, and that's a popularity contest. Yeah, well, see, well, here's the thing. When Trump ran for president, yes, it was absolutely a joke. Yes, the man had no political experience, and he had a base, right? And that's kind of what Kanye has as well. But it's a big difference. As much as we talk about Trump being stupid, There are things that he's not really stupid about because he tried to run this country like a business. At the very least, that's what he tried to do. And then he added all his hate rhetoric and all this other shit and he catered to his base. Kanye doesn't even know how to cater to his base. What is his base? He doesn't know. (laughs) He doesn't know. Like, nobody knows what his base is. A bunch of Kanye stands that buy his shit. But at least, at the very least, like, Trump is the lowest de- common denominator of anybody who should ever run for president. And Kanye is a notch below that. Which, and some people say, well, Kanye can't be worse than Trump. Are you sure? I don't want to find out. 
Like, yo, yo, somebody says, I'm going to shoot you with this gun, or I can shoot you with this gun. I'm going to say, you know what? I'll take neither. Some people want to run the risk. Why you want to roll the dice? I'm cool. I, we've, we just had Trump. We still have Trump. That's not really working out for us. Other countries are laughing at us. With the coronavirus pandemic, they're laughing at us. Imagine if Kanye West was in charge of the COVID-19 pandemic. What would he do? Make a song about it? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. A gospel song? He said, we just pray it away. Because God yep. loves us. Nobody wears masks. This guy's not fit, man. He's not fit to run president. He's not fit to run his own company. He's not fit for anything. Just make some music in Wyoming. This, he needs help. He need, dog, he needs help. People attack you on Twitter for saying he needs professional help. Yo, people are upset. Why? I can't believe you would say something so hurtful. What? No. No, the man, like, have you, if you're a Kanye stan, you know the man has said he's bipolar. This is not a secret. I am not making this up. He's got something wrong. There are some screws loose. Not as a joke. Seriously. And plus, anybody who knows anybody who's been a celebrity or anything to some degree where they get a lot of attention, it exasperates the situation. It makes it that much more worse to deal with. So Kanye putting himself in the spotlight, not for an album rollout, but for a realm he knows absolutely nothing about? Politics? The man's an idiot. Again, he's dumb as bricks. And you're going to put him in this atmosphere where he's going to get destroyed by people, not by people like me and you. I'm talking about actual politicians. This is a yeah. different world that he's not ready to handle. And it's a vicious world. And he thinks it's fun and games or whatever the hell he thinks he's doing. And he's getting into this shit. It's not going to turn out well. And again, I've said this a million times. As much as I'm worried about Kanye, I'm worried about these fucking fans that are advocating for this nonsense. I'm worried about the Trump supporters who put Trump in office. There are enough stupid people in this country to try and push that agenda. It's crazy. We really got to check ourselves as a nation. We got all these protests still going on, even though they're not being shown as much. We got all that. We got a pandemic. And now we got Kanye running for president? Dog, I'm going to go to sleep. Kel, I'm going to go to sleep. Wake me up when 2020 is over. Please. <laughs> Listen, 2021 might not be as any better than this right now. I'll let you know. I shared a video of downtown Vegas on my timeline. Oh, my God. People wild the fuck out. People, I just saw people in Queens. In Brooklyn, wilding out at the hookah lounge, smoking hookah, dancing on top of cars and shit. Not a mask in sight. At this point, there's a, a large contingent of people that honestly believe the government is lying about masks as a way to control civilians in this country and testing if they can have a form of of a dictatorship. Of just controlling the masses by making up a virus and forcing people to wear masks. People believe it's a God-given right to not wear a mask. Again, these are people who've never read books. They think the Constitution or amendments gives them a right not to wear a mask. People don't know what their rights are. And those they do not have. Or to just have a shred of decency and humanity. People are idiots. There's a lot of them that refuse to wear masks. Why? A minor inconvenience? Not even. Because someone told them they had to. Well, you know and what it is. You know, you know what it is, honestly. 
is America is a country that they teach you that you're free to do anything. Freedom of speech. You have the right to do this. No, you don't. You really don't. No. You think you do. You think you do. You don't have the right to kill someone. No, but I'm saying, but you don't have, like, your rights, it's, it's very, uh, it's a very slippery slope. Because if Trump wanted to, if Trump was a different president and was like, no, fuck that, y'all wearing masks, you going to fucking prison or jail, it's a felony, he could do that. Very possible. Like, I'm just saying, like, people talk about, it's my right. Like, this is a country that loves litigation, right? We sue for everything. And we're the only country in the world that does this. You can, I can go to your house right now, Kel, slip on a banana peel that, off of a banana that I ate, and slip and fall, and I can sue you. It, I can sue your insurance company for that. You know what, in other countries, like, if you talk shit about the, uh, the president or the dictator or, or the, the, whoever's leading the country... They kill you. Yep. <laughs> they don't fuck around. They kill you. Now, this country, we live under the guise of freedom of speech. And while it's true to some degree, but it's not all the way true because it's freedom of speech until we're tired of you talking. Because when, when you talk too much, and I use Nick Cannon as a perfect example, it's not really freedom of speech. They got rid of him. Fired. See ya. Peace out. If we don't like what you're talking about, it's over. So if this country said... We're going to mandate you to wear a mask. And like if Trump was that president and you'd be like, it's not my right. Well, the president just said, oh, well, I'm fucked. You're fucked. That's it. And it, it again, it's like, well, why? Didn't Clint Frazier just hit a home run wearing a mask in a Yankees jersey? Yes, he did. If he can hit the a home run. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's your excuse? What is your excuse? The man hit a home run. He hit a ball 400 feet off a bat. It ran the bases, and he's good. You can't wear a goddamn mask at the grocery store? It's ridiculous. Just the entitlement is ridiculous. This, And I saw this shit on Facebook the other day, and it's, it's so real. And it really points out why the Dark Knight series is one of the best series in movie history. Like, if people love The Godfather, I don't know how you don't love The Dark Knight series. Like, you put aside that it's a comic book series, that shit's just incredible. But someone posted the Alfred quote, where he's talking about the, the guy who steals the jewels. And he's like, you know what? Some people just want to see the world burn. They do. And they did that. They pointed that exact scene out for mask. It's like, why don't people want to wear masks? It's a minor inconvenience to you, but can save everyone else's life life if it doesn't no harm no foul there's no negative to you wearing a mask yo i'm sorry and they're like sometimes people just want to see the world burn like I, there's no rhyme or reason i don't know if you remember this but do you remember the world being well not the world america being against seat belts i can't believe you're gonna make me wear a seat belt i i'm so offended it's my right to not wear a seatbelt seat belt. like to go through the windshield are you serious like you're really fighting this it's my it's inconvenient to put this strap across my chest so i don't go flying out of the window if a car hits me because there's really no other reason why you shouldn't wear a seatbelt. but people were dead ass mad and they had lightweight protests to wear seat belts it's 2020 everybody wears a seatbelt. nobody even thinks twice everybody wears a seat no. belt because they started ticketing people Ridiculous exactly. amounts. Exactly. Now, now if, uh, if another president comes in and says, if Biden came in and we're still in the midst of this pandemic, it was like, look, it's a law now to wear a mask in public until the percentages go down or whatever. You're screwed. And that's just the way it is. Now, to bring this back full circle, do you think Kanye West is going to do that? No. 
<laughs> Kanye doesn't even know. Honest to God, he doesn't know how a presidency works. No, he doesn't even know the dude. He doesn't even know what Congress or the House or the Senate. Like Senate, he knows, no. he knows nothing. No clue. He thinks he could get in there, do what the fuck he wants. Yo, I would be surprised if Kanye knew where the White House was. He definitely doesn't know the address. No, no. I bet a good amount of money he does not know Pennsylvania Pennsylvania Avenue. Zero clue. No. Nope. Yeah. He's just like, nah, I got to map that. Like, yo, drop the pin. Yeah, I win the election, drop the pin. He probably, he probably still has MapQuest. <laughs> Kanye still yo. uses MapQuest. <laughs> uh, imagine that shit. Listen, we, we joke, but if Kanye became president, it'd be the greatest season of keeping up with the Kardashians ever. Could you imagine Kim packing from Calabasas going to D.C.? No. Fam. That that'd be a good fucking season. You don't watch reality TV, like I I watch all that dumb shit. Um, less keeping up with the Kardashian than anything else. My wife watches it, but I tune in for that shit. Fuck it, Lord Dizick in the White House, and you got to pull a full Trump and appoint people to other positions they have no business being in. Not at all. Like Scott Dizick, Secretary of Defense. Fuck it. Let's get real weird. <laughs> Yo, I, I just, I would, God, I would, would go crazy. I beg it. You know, can you? Nah, I mean, this last thing we gotta talk about pro wrestling. Imagine Kanye West meeting with other leaders across the country, the globe. I mean, imagine Kanye West meeting with, you know, is he worse than Trump in large situations? I, I mean, I, I would say I don't know if there's a worse. Trump is pretty, the floor. The bar is on the floor, but he's yeah. parallel to the bar that's on the floor. He's the rug. <laughs> <laughs> slightly above he lays upon the floor that trump has said yeah it wouldn't be good again he's not smart so no it wouldn't be great i don't, I don't trust him to articulate himself he'd break out the the mpc to start fucking playing a live beat so he could get his point across mm -hmm. um no he'd have to break out the hits jesus walks all that shit. He just Mid, can't, he can't stay in his the... lane. He just can't stay in his lane. Like him saying Harriet Tubman didn't free the slave. Like my question is, what does this mean to anything right now? Why did you say this? In what context does Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves? She fed them to white people to work for them. In what context does this mean anything towards you running for president or whoever the fuck you think you are? What does this mean? I don't know. He has no friends. Like, this is what I come down. He has no friends. If I publicly said that, you don't know how many messages you guys would flood me with in the group chat. Oh, oh you'd be done. I'd kick you out. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't kick me out. Yes, I would. You'd, you'd blow up my phone. Maybe you'd kick me out at the end of the night. Yes. Before the night is over. Because there's <laughs> no way you could defend it. I'd kick you out. You you'd argue to high heaven before you kick me out though, yo Kel, what the hell are you talking? We have a full on conversation in the group. He has no friends, none, none. His wife's not his friend if she let him do this shit. He has no friends, but yeah, I don't know. We gotta move past fucking Kanye West and Harriet Tubman. I can't believe those two <laughs> names are in the same sentence. It's it's ridiculous. What is twenty twenty? Uh, we have a versus coming up this week, and we gotta touch on this real quick because we won't have a show 
before then. DMX versus Snoop. Is X getting washed? Yes. Yes, he's getting washed. I've seen so, such disrespectful. I've seen no, I, so I don't many. trust Snoop. I don't trust Snoop to play the right shit. I do. Snoop will, Snoop will absolutely play this. I don't trust DMX to play the right shit. That's fair. <laughs> I just don't know if he can play the wrong shit. Like, like he, come it's on. the best host. We know what he got. There, there's, uh, I've seen so many people say, you know, like the, the 20 songs argument, right? And I'm like, cool. But my, my thing is with the 20 songs, like with the Risen premiere, that was the, the thing. It was the 20 songs that made this a, a battle, right? But can you name me 20 20 DMX songs? 20. I can Are you going t- to features? I could do 10. Easy. I could do. I give you 10. 20? I think we yeah, should. with features. But like 20 bangers. Because here's my thing. With Snoop, I can give you 20 bangers. No problemo. Not no issue whatsoever. Yeah. It's, it's not even close. Like... If he plays doggy style by itself, it's over. But he won't. If he plays bitch please, if he plays uh, drop it like it's hot, if he plays any like the murder was a case, if he plays anything from Dre's albums, dude, anything from Dre's albums. Then you got the, the guess right. If he plays the East Siders. I mean, if he plays the dog pound shit, it it gets really rough. It's not. It's actually disrespectful to Snoop to be honest with you. It is. I mean, twenty. I don't see DMX winning a lot of these rounds head-to-head. That's what's tough. Because even his best, Snoop has a lot of shit to trump his best. Doggy dog world? Yeah, so party up for DMX. So that's one. X going to give it to you. Rough Riders Anthem. Where the Hood At. Slipping. What These Bitches Want with Cisco. He's like the same two albums, right? The first two albums? Yeah. <laughs> How It's Going Down. Uh, Money Power Respect. Money cash hoes. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Get at me, dog. Gotta play get at me, dog. Uh, stop being greedy. It's all. It's three albums. It's like the same, but it's the same time frame. And, yeah, and- get it on the floor. He got twenty. It's that twenty is hard. No overtime. No, but with Snoop, it's like you're dragging stuff out of different eras. <laughs> Like you're, you're the G Funk era. Like you're dra- you're just dragging stuff out of anything, and it's all just, it, like this. Is why it's disrespectful? Because Snoop's run has been, I mean, deep cover. We're talking almost thirty years ago. Thirty yeah. years ago, like ninety two, ninety three, ninety one. Deep cover was ninety one, and DMX's run was three years. Yeah. <laughs> four? Maybe. I'll give four. Like, Romeo Must Die? Three and Impossible? All right. Four, yeah. Like, uh, and I think, uh, and again, I think DMX would be great. It would have been great to see DMX and Jada kiss. I would have been fine with that. But oh, Jada would have watched him too. I, DMX job rule, I could be okay with. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it's disrespectful to Snoop because Snoop should be battling another person who had, like, Cube. Snoop should battle Cube. Like, I don't know if Cube got the catalog. I don't folks. think he probably did, and I love Cube, but I think Snoop's body of work is so big and stretches over so many different generations. To the people who know him now as Uncle Snoop, and he's still making joints that slap now. Yeah. Like he can play Sexual Eruption, and you're like, oh word, I forgot about that. Yeah, I kind of want to forget about that, but yeah, that's true. I'm just saying he can play it like, like yeah. drop it like it's hot. DMX doesn't have a drop it like it's hot. 
No, that's the Trump card right there. Like drop and that that was like more recent. That's some Pharrell yeah. shit. Beautiful? <laughs> what? He's got Damn. Dre, he's got Pharrell shit. Like he's it's trouble. So yeah, I'll enjoy watching DMX get watched. I don't even know how DMX is gonna pick his songs. They just gotta be friendly. Like DMX just gotta be like, yo, we can't even make this like a real battle. But X will make it a real battle because that's just the type of person he is. Mm-hmm. And cocaine's one hell of a drug. It's bad news for X. Somebody's gonna give it to you. Yeah. Snoop, his best chance is Snoop gets stupid hot. I don't even think. But how <laughs> much weed does it take to get Snoop stupid hot? For Snoop? Yeah, Come like, on, man. like, that's the next question. Like, how much weed can you actually have in this vicinity before this battle to make Snoop high enough to fuck around and lose to DMX? I don't think there's anything. Like, Snoop has smoked more than enough weed. Like, yeah. what's DMX's counter? Cocaine? Crack? Nope. I'm good. You gotta do coke. Like, you can't do crack. All right, we've gone. You're gonna be doing krills on the track? <laughs> Break the lighter and the spoon out? We've gone. Too I far. mean, that's real X, but god damn. Oof. Yeah, yeah he, he doesn't. He doesn't stand much of a chance. Uh, the, who's left? I, I joked on Twitter the other day, but I watch it. Bow Wow versus Romeo. Lord Jesus. I'm Bow Wow watches him. Bow Wow got some joints. <sighs> Yeah, Don't front on Bow Wow. I'm okay. I, you can have that. I'd watch that. I'm sure you would. I would not. Yeah, you were. It was pa- it was before your time yeah, or I past your time. I don't give a shit about that. You can give no. me like NSYNC and B2K or some shit like that. Oh, NSYNC and Backstreet is the obvious choice. Like, that's that's clear. But people are scared. White people hijack the verses. Yes, they probably. But at this point, is we're running out of shit. We are. So we give them that tail end of stuff. Why not? Like, they can't get Britney and Christina, Backstreet versus fucking NSYNC. I tune in for Backstreet versus NSYNC, even though NSYNC's just going to fucking walk on them. No, I mean, I, I've always was a big NSYNC fan. Ha! Huh. You guys didn't know that. But, yes. I, I mean, to I, be fair, NSYNC is R&B. Backstreet's some, some other shit. Yeah. I, I fuck with NSYNC. Yeah, NSYNC, NSYNC's definitely Ooh, you want you want to hear a hot take before we start talking about pro wrestling? I'm going to piss oh, a lot God. of people off right now. I saw people going, <laughs> this is my personal preference, so y'all are going to freak the fuck out. I saw people was like, what if Justin Timberlake battled Usher? And I was like, hmm, yeah. And people were like, yeah, confessions would wash him. And I was like, I kind of like future sex love sounds. I yeah, <laughs> no, Justin's beating Usher. I, I, but I'm, when we agree, that's how you know you got a hot take. I mean, listen, <laughs> I, I'll say this all the time. I think Usher's catalog is ridiculous. I just wasn't really a fan of, like, Confessions. I was like, this is cool. Like, Burn was cool. But that album, to me, wasn't that, like, I didn't enjoy it like everybody else did. But I understood why everybody else enjoyed it. I liked Future Sex Love Sounds. Like, dead ass. I love Justified. Cry Me a River was a banger. Sorry, guys. I know people are like, it's, it's Black Lives Matter. You can't do this. I did. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 <laughs> experience was fucking fire. Yeah, I, I like Justin Timberlake. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, I'm saying this on the podcast, but if they actually had a battle, I'd be like, no, Usher, you should probably win because of the racial climate. But <laughs> the reality is, is I, I've enjoyed Justin Timberlake's music, except for the Man of the Woods album, which is absolute garbage. But, you know, yeah. it is what it is. But it's like watching Family Feud. You gotta root for the black family. Yeah, I have to. Like, we just, you know, we gotta root for them. But we know sometimes that they give the stupidest fucking answers. So we know sometimes, like, no, y'all ain't winning. But I gotta root for you guys. You know, Usher's getting what we talked about Usher versus Chris Brown on this. But 
Usher's getting washed by JT. Because JT can bring up all of the in-sync shit. Yeah, I, like, it's not even fair. For me, it's, it's, just, it's, it's personal preference. Because I just think, like, I think Usher's got a lot of hits. But I didn't buy a lot of Usher CDs. I, like, I, Usher wasn't my bag. Like, Beyonce's not my yeah. bag. Like, I, I think Beyonce makes great music for the people who love her, but I'm not, like, going out there running and listening to Lemonade every week. It's just, that's no. not me. I, I got to listen to Confessions again, but I think 8701 or whatever the fuck that was. 8701? That might have been, yeah, that might have been my balance more than Confessions. It's just different vibes, though, right? Like, Confessions was real emotional shit. 8701 had more dancey tracks. Maybe I like Confessions more now in my old age but the the debut album or second album as you always correct me um was really dope <laughs> yeah i mean usher got probably like three tracks where they're unbeatable and then justin's probably winning like 13 others 13 seven again it's, it's not a close card like it i mean it is it is close because the masses really love Usher, and that's why no, I say once he gets into EDM Ush, it's over with. Well, I see. I don't know if he, he does. He have to get into that bag. Yeah, like Fab and Jada when Jade when Fab started going to the girl shit, and Jada shut him down by going more grimy. Timberlake got that over Ush. Like once he goes EDM Ush, Tim done. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Timberlake just talked him out of his whole game. It's over after that. I don't know. I, I, like I, again, I've just enjoyed Justin Timberlake's music. But I think Usher's got a better catalog to the masses. But for me, if I was a judge and he played Love Stone, I think that she knows, which I think that she knows it should be a song on its own. I, I love that fucking song. So there's that. It's just like, I mean, it's just like people love Beyonce, but I love Rihanna's music. I just think Rihanna makes better music, which is my opinion. But I, like if a battle happened, it would be very interesting. But... The be- there's the beehive is insane. They're oh, fucking nuts. Oh, yeah, beehive will be on your ass. Yeah, oh, well. I'm sure none of them listen to this podcast. But if they did, ooh, buddy, that's a hot. We gotta bring that to Twitter. Hmm. Rihanna, Beyonce in a versus. Who wins? Yeah, I'm gonna set the Twitter on fire again, and then I'm gonna get banned. Yo, <laughs> that's it. Just drop the tape. Rihanna beats Beyonce in a versus. Oh, buddy, I would have seen you for a week on Twitter. Minimal. That'd be some shit. <laughs> Let's get into pro wrestling. Um, not talking about you know prominent women like Rihanna, Beyonce, um, black women, a specific black woman was a topic of conversation in pro wrestling this week on Twitter. Naomi wrestled, uh, I don't know, the women's right MAGA chick. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Lacey Evans, um, man. Lacey, Lacey Evans. Evans. Thank you, thank you. It would have came to me. People knew who I was talking about. Wrestled her on Friday, SmackDown. Lacey Evans hit her with the women's right, put her out again. It seems as though Naomi's being wasted, um, especially compared to Lacey Evans. Don't give a fuck about Lacey Evans. So people started a hashtag about Naomi, and it started picking up traction and going crazy. And then you, you couple that with Leo Rush talking about how black wrestlers are treated in the industry, other black wrestlers coming forward and speaking their piece, um, ACH getting booked by GCW, and some people having backlash about that, which, I mean, at the core, the man was upset at a fucking t-shirt that was blatantly racist. So I, I don't know why people would be upset about him getting booked. Um that still boggles my mind. So all of these things were in the news cycle, but Naomi came out and people really attached to like, yo, she's super, super dope. Why isn't she pushed more? 
And I agree, she shouldn't be losing to the Lacey Evanses of the world. But I don't know if I need to see her the 10-time champ like Charlotte is. If that makes sense. And it might not be like a cool thing to say. Like, I, I think she should have a couple more title runs. I, I think maybe she should be booked like Asuka. Um, she's ahead of a lot of the other women. But like Natty, my position has always been wrong time, wrong place. She came before the women's evolution. She came before those women tore up NXT. And it seems like they are the ones who are favored if you've come through NXT and have wrestled this style all along. If you've known how to wrestle, but were quote-unquote a diva prior to that, it seems like you're kind of shackled um, to what you can do. I thought Naomi, Naomi had a great um, title run. She had the custom belt that was super dope. Came back in Orlando after injury. Had a huge pop. I believe that was WrestleMania. So it's been a while. I, I think they gave her her run, which was really dope. She probably deserved another since. But I'm not up in arms like some other people are. I, I, I know people who've been done shittier. I don't know if that's a great basis of comparison. But yeah, people have been done worse than Naomi. You, I think you know how I feel about Naomi. I think. Oh yeah, no, incredible. I think. Yeah, yes. As in terms of an athlete, she's incredible. And I think the, the bigger argument can be made that it's not. It's like all those women on SmackDown have been misused, right? But Fair. Like, <laughs> Fair point. It's just they're. It's really bad on SmackDown. Like the fact that Bailey is re- wrestling Nikki Cross, which was, we're about to talk about Extreme Rules here in a minute. Kind of like Nikki Cross. I like Nikki too, but it also speaks to like it took this long. Right? Yeah, that's that's the key. It took this long. And you look at somebody like Naomi who, you know, if you go back to the Royal Rumble, the pop that she got, like she's always been loved by fans and she especially connects with little girls. Right? Yep. So you wonder, like, does I'm not saying she has to have the title, but she just disappears from T V for weeks on end. And there's really no explanation. Yet, you know, Lacey Evans, I think that's the problem with a lot of people. You keep seeing Lacey Evans, oh, why the fuck is Naomi not getting pushed? She's been here. What's so special about Lacey Evans? Nothing. That's the answer. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No, she's white and blonde. Yeah, like Naomi. Blondish, brown hair, probably. Between, like, Naomi, Bianca Belair, who finally made a return. Um, I'm not going to say Shayna Baszler, because as much as Shayna Baszler had, like, this nice NXT run, I've never been, like, a great fan of her work. I think she's gotten better, but... She's not Bianca Belair. She doesn't have that part. And I think Naomi also has that it factor where, I mean, look, man, she's like the Kofi Kingston of the Royal Rumble. She always has that spot. She's worked hard, and she went from a funkadactyl to who she is today. So she needs to be more visible. And I think it's for a lot of people, it's clearly they're selecting the blonde white woman over her. Clearly. That's always been a problem, right? Like, Alexa Bliss will get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Yeah, so I think that's... Uh, Mandy Rose has been a more prominent program. Yeah, so I think that's where people are more upset, more than, more than anything else, is that other people are getting shine. It, it just doesn't make sense. It's kind of like watching Aliyah on NXT and like, really? Every week? Like, we're still doing this? It ain't going to work, guys. Just cut it out. She's not I mean, to be fair, I, she's been there for like five years. And, and she still ain't caught on. Yeah, this is the time to shit or get off the pot. So they're giving her her time. If not, she's future endeavored. Like, God damn. Like, how much more do you need to see before you realize, all right, this ain't going to work? She got passed up by like six generations. <laughs> so I got I to 
<laughs> so the thing about Naomi, that's the problem. Is Naomi is this black woman? She's dark skinned She's ultra talented, and then she disappears for weeks on end. And then Lacey Evans is always involved in the scene, like always there, always. Yeah. If it wasn't for Sasha and Bailey, she'd be the SmackDown Women's Champion. Um. Maybe. Who else on SmackDown would get that title? SmackDown's real shitty. So exactly. I'll give you that. I mean, I, I would say Alexa Bliss. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they probably feud. I mean, they, they probably feud. They probably feud. Oh, they definitely yeah. would feud. But no, Alexa Bliss would, would carry the belt. Again, I I see the Naomi thing, and I think she should just get pushed because she is talented. You know, she's athletic. She can do a lot in the ring. Um, it's just I, I also look at the bigger issue of, because I, I agree with everyone in that microcosm. Don't get me wrong, but I look at the bigger issue of women from that era and are any other women getting pushed as well. I would go to bat for Bianca Belair. Maybe how these people would, are going to bat for Naomi. Um, and which, fuck it, we live in a world, they should both be getting pushed. Well, then, right? Like, I, it's, it's not a if or or. There's not one white woman with blonde hair. And only one. No, they all can get pushed. So, no, I, I want all of these black women to get pushed. Fuck that. I want to sound like I'm pushing for anything other than that. But I, I want to also dive into the subject of the here and now and the future versus that era where, unfortunately, Naomi and I feel like Natalia falls into this constantly. Natalia been champ yet? I'm not sure if Natty's held the belt. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm like, I, I, I don't think so. I'm sure she had to. You, you'll have to look it up. Yeah, I'll look it up. I, I don't think so. Because if she did, it wasn't to, memorable. That's all. No, they were workhorses and actual wrestlers in the midst of a diva world. And then when the evolution happened, they weren't part of that. They've been caught in some weird-ass limbo. And I don't know how to free her or Natalia from that. It comes down to maybe their time as, I don't, it's weird, it's saying like champions or faces of the brands have passed. That doesn't mean they can't get a little taste, they can't get a little run. I mean, fucking Braun Strowman is champion. They put the belt on Goldberg. Like, I would, I'd be okay if Naomi was a transitional champion for three months, you know? Yeah. Get from one feud to another. Uh like, that's cool. N Natalia could do the same. I, I just, they don't give them those chances. It's something very weird about those. And Paige got injured, so we didn't really get to see what happened with Paige. But I feel like she would have been in the same boat where I'm not sure they really fuck with them like that from that era. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's a tough one because at the end of the day, like Kofi was valued because he waited. And this, I had this interview with Apollo Crews, and I mentioned this. Like, when you talk about patience, Kofi, it took 11 years for Kofi to get that title shot. 11. That's patience. Nat By the way, Natty has held two titles. She is a SmackDown Women's Champion and a Divas Women's Champion. Or so it says. I don't remember either of these. Sure. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if they, if they say it, maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. But... They say that she's held the belt twice, and I'm just going to go with it. I mean, I guess. But when I was talking to Apollo Crews, which, unfortunately, he didn't get to wrestling card. Seems like he's got the COVID. But uh, the Rona, 
But we talked about patience, and Kofi got his opportunity because he's worked so hard for so many years. And then the fans got behind him because he's worked so hard for so many years and was part of the New Day, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Naomi's kind of doing the same thing, working really hard. Yes, he's had the championship, though, fortunately. But I know this women's uh, evolution, revolution, whatever the hell you want to call it, it's really just the horsewomen, ultimately, and like Alexa Bliss. Like, everybody else has had their opportunities, but nobody's been in the spot like like those four, routinely. So I don't know if it has anything to do with them not messing with them because of the women's revolution or just because they're not horsewomen. Like, I can't figure it out. But I feel like there's more than enough talent in the women's division, period, to give them all some shine. And when I watch SmackDown and I see Naomi getting beat up by Lacey Evans, I think that's the problem. Like, Lacey Evans is not really part of the women's revolution. She came after. Does anybody, yep. like, does anybody really give a shit about Lacey Evans? Especially babyface Lacey Evans. I'm glad she's a heel again, but come on. It's not fun to no, watch. She's not a very good wrestler. No, she's not. I don't think anybody disagrees that Naomi's actually really fun to watch because she's wildly athletic, does some innovative shit, and she's got a great look. Like, the neon shit was great for her. Why yeah. isn't she getting pushed? I mean, it it's almost no comes sense. down to, which is a whole other conversation in itself, why isn't Big E getting pushed as a singles talent? We don't. Yeah. Nobody knows the answer to that one. I get asked. We can speculate dude, for, <laughs> that for, they I, have a trait in common. Yeah, yeah. But so many people have asked me since they found out that you know I've been cool with Big E and Xavier and Kofi. Since that's come out, I get so many people asking me about Big E. Like I have the answer. I don't have the answer, and neither does he. I have no idea. I think personally, even before I met Big E, because people that listen to this podcast for a long time, we've been screaming about Big E for years. Before yeah. me and him became friends. But I think Biggie, between the way his, his social media personality, his look, uh, everything about him and his personality, like the dude could quite literally do the John Cena and take off with it. And what I mean by the John Cena is the Make-A-Wish shit, all of it. All of it. Oh, huge. That New Day gimmick with... The Make-A-Wish and the kids, and you go to a hospital and throw pancakes around and shit. Huge. It's like no... and Biggest baby face in the world. And, and when I did... For those of you that listen to Meltzer's podcast, I can't remember if we said this on the air or not. Meltzer agreed with me. Like, I said, me, Meltzer asked me. He's like, well, what do you think? And I was like, I think you should be champion. He's like, I do too. I, he's like, it doesn't make any sense to me how this man's not champion. It, never. Yeah. When, when Braun Strowman is champion, it makes no sense. Because Braun is just champion... Off of pure brute strength yeah. and body type. Big E has the same. It, it, Plus more. Yeah, the charisma, the charisma of Big E is... And I mean, is there a better time than now to put the title on Big E? That becomes a whole different question. Because <laughs> I saw on Twitter, on, on the real, and people um, kind of jumped on Leo Rush during his rant. Because he was like, yo, stop putting titles on black people when it's convenient. And they're like, yo, you're shitting on... And he was like, example, Keith Lee or some shit. And they're like, yo, you're shitting, you're shitting on Keith Lee's work ethic and everything he did to get here. And you're saying that they just put it on him because of the current climate. Mm. That's tough. I think You he, throw the belt on Big E now. Yeah. It's, it, it's tough. It is tough, but I think here's the... the I think Leo was the, had the right message, maybe the wrong messenger at times, the way he said it. Fair. Fair. I think Keith Lee was going to get the title anyway. 
I don't yeah. think I think after Survivor Series, and him and Roman had that moment, and then they put him in the Royal yeah. Rumble with Brock. I think yeah. it was. I thought it was a done deal. Yeah, yeah, it was inevitable. Like he was yeah. going to get his hands on the title. I don't think the NXT set. newcomer of the year, some wild shit. Yeah, they gave like, him mad awards. Yeah, he was, dude. The guy is a bona fide star. There is no denying Keith Lee, which is weird because there's no denying Big E. But alas, here we are. But but you compare the two. Big E is more what the WWE is looking for than Keith Lee. Yeah, well, yeah. Very similar body type. Very similar in the ring. Big E is probably more WWE mold in every way than Keith Lee. Yeah, I I could go with that. I, just, I don't know. I, I dog. I don't know. Like if anybody remembers when Biggie showed up on the scene, he was with Ziggler, and he beat. I, th- I believe he beat Cena, his first night. Wow. And nothing happened after that. Then it was like the whole when Rusev was squashing all the black people, and he was part of that. And then he ended up with the New Day, and it was like, the New Day's been such a fantastic faction, but it's it's crazy to think that this man has not had a sustained singles run. Like, he had the U.S. title for, like, a hot second. None of it mattered. So when Leo's talking what he's saying, I agree to a, to a certain point that, yeah, don't do it. Don't be reactionary. Be proactive. Don't be reactive. And that's what the WWE does a lot is be yeah. reactive. And they're reacting to a climate because, like, Apollo Crews getting the championship. I can't necessarily believe that Apollo was going to get a push if it wasn't for this pandemic and everything else going on, I can't. I, and I think Apollo's great, and we've all thought Apollo's great I, since he was Uwa Nation. Yeah. But now, you know, now, now, like MVP's been phenomenal. Abs- and we'll talk about how they handled it tonight with his absence, and I thought, you know, believe it or not, I thought that was really well done. I mean, because he can come back a few with MVP for the title, blah blah yeah. blah. This fake title, real title. I, I like that. Angle. There's a lot of stuff that they can do. But I understand what Leo's saying. My issue with what Leo's saying, I have, I have one minor issue, is you got, you like, when I worked at BET and I knew there was a problem at BET, I was very loud at BET. At BET. I left and I was even louder. But I was loud before, during, and after BET. Leo's really loud now that he's gone. And he's telling people what to do that is still at WWE. But you were there, bro. You were there. So and you know how this system works. While I yeah. agree with you, you gotta be careful because you know some of those guys they do they agree with you. Like, cause somebody could flip it real quick and be like, "Well, why didn't you say shit? Did you just sure. now realize this?" And maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But you gotta be very careful with how you phrase things to make it seem like that some, those people in the WWE, the 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 black and brown people at WWE, aren't speaking up for themselves. They are. Some of them are. Just some of them aren't getting heard. So you got to be careful. But, again, I agree with what Leo's saying in the sense that don't react. Don't just do this because of racial climate. There should be black champions. Like, because the Kofi thing was completely by accident. Yep. But there needs to be more of those. More of those by accident. Absolutely. Um, And then what else do we have? I mean, damn, we got to talk about extreme rules that happened tonight. Let's take a break and then get into that. That's what people really want to hear. I know there's a lot of people listening to this show right now and be like, get to the goddamn extreme rules. It's been 50 minutes. <laughs> All right, let's do that. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. We'll talk extreme rules right after the break. You guys stay right there. All 
All right, everybody, we'll get back to the show in one second. But first, sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. And there's no better place to start than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Get in on the action for this week's big UFC fight, or check out odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. Can't wait for your team to come back. Bet Online has future odds, including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. Or check out daily simulations of Madden NBA 2K to watch and wager on. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Just that quick, we are back. And as promised, Extreme Rules recap. So it went down and... I thought it was a pretty decent pay-per-view. Mm. Granted, this is after, a day after me watching Slammiversary. Which we'll talk about after that. After this. So, yeah, maybe my bar was a little lower. But it wasn't bad. To me, the WWE has a problem with having clean finishes and building narratives off of clean finishes. They only know how to build shit off of shenanigans. And it's really hurting the product. All right. So this whole ass pay-per-view was billed as the horror show, which gave a lot of us pause from the beginning because we were like, what are yeah. they doing out here? A swamp match. There was no horror in it. Yeah, an eye for an eye match. Like, it's not Halloween. Why are you doing this? Then they went and proceeded to have this match. And the, and the key, the first match I'm going to talk about, I'm not going in order because I have to talk about this match first, is Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio's eye for an eye match. Because this, this wasn't even booking yourself in the corner. This was like, I don't know if this is Bruce Pritchard. I don't know whose fucking fault this was. But you put these two together, and you watch the match, and you take the stipulation out. If, if I'm watching this match, I had no idea what I was watching. If no, there was no commentary, nothing. This was a great match. This was yeah. a great match. I was like, man, this is a really good match. And then I had to remember, oh, yeah, they got to take out each other's eye to win. What? That's not, that's not good. Because how, how do you do this? Never surprise, always appalled. Because they figured out a way to do this. With a ridiculous finish. And it came after a great sequence. Rey Mysterio curb stomps Seth. Tries to put his eye through the stairs. Seth comes back. Super kicks him into the uh, the barricade. Curb stomps him. And then puts his eye into the thing. And then we get this cartoonish ass fake eye sticking out of Mysterio's mask. The ref calls the match. And Seth Rollins proceeds to puke. I always say the WWE does not do humor well. And I don't know what no. this was. This 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 was this wasn't even humor. This I don't know just, what, what what was this because this is Vince McMahon thinking he was going to make sense and sell this eyeball being real, and it didn't hit that way at all. Well, like now what? That's this this is all gonna be my question for everything on this show. Now what? Because now Ray is blind. Right? And, you know, Charlie Caruso... Had, In one eye. Charlie Caruso was like, well, they could have touched him. They tried to talk their way out of it. But, yeah, you pulled his eye out of his fucking head. And you're going to meet... What's he going to do? Come back? Glass eye? Look, I joked, and I said, what's next? A blindfold match? And then I thought about it. I was like, oh, shit. They're probably going to have a blindfold match. Because Ray's probably going to be like, if I can't see, neither can you. Or some dumb shit like that. But why ruin such a good match with such a horrible stipulation? I, I didn't get it. And I think the same thing happened... Now we can go back a little bit with the new Dan Cesaro and Nakamura. Those four could have delivered a phenomenal tag team match, but that table stipulation grinded that shit to a halt. I, 
I hate tables matches in general. Some are good. There's been some good tables matches, but this wasn't it. Really? They have. Dudley's have had good tables matches with the Hardys. Okay. I mean, they're the king of tables. But that, so that's the point. I get that. They're, they're, it was like a gimmick built into their gimmick. So it was like, that makes sense. They shoehorned this tables match into this tag team match for a few that's been going on since the Forgotten Sons got forgotten. So now we got those four going at it. Now we have this extreme rules match with a tables match. And as you're watching the match, you're going, all these fake table spots, like, I ain't buying any of this shit. But these, all four of them working their ass off. They worked their ass off in that. Again, another really good match. I actually like the finish of that match. The powerbomb through two tables? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Kind of weird. The constant fakes and, and teases. Yes. And, like near falls. They weren't near falls, but they're like, you know, near table spots. That just gets old after a while. You're not going to finish this three minutes into a match. No. Hey. I don't need those. You know what I like in this too? What's my favorite match? Not your actual favorite. No, match not my actual favorite. Balls? The last man standing <laughs> match. Like, last man standing match. It's the same thing. They like yeah, because when you just count to ten constantly, it's, it just grinds the match to a halt. It's like you gotta set. To be up fair, you also dislike Iron Man matches. Depends. Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle, great Iron Man match. But there's certain Iron Man matches like, oh god, do we? Are we really gonna do this? Like the zero zero thing. Stop. But like the like the tables matches like they're having a great match and then it's like all right hold on gotta set up the table gotta put you on the table gotta make believe I'm gonna put you through the table and then I don't put you through the table great match gotta get going again all right gotta set up a table gonna set up two tables now gonna make believe we're gonna put you through the table uh, let's wait for somebody to rescue you let's do it all over again <laughs> it kind it just messes up the flow of the match and I I'm not gonna say I don't like Nakamura and Cesaro winning the titles. It does feel kind of weird, though, that the New Day continue to be the safe place for the title until they feel like, ah, we're going to try something different. Because the New Day are going to have them titles back in, what, three months? Tops? Till the yeah, Usos there's come no back? one else. There's nobody. Yeah, until you could bring someone else back, I don't know. Unless this is where you say it's time for the Big E solo run. Because, <laughs> again, there's no one else for that either. That, that shit ain't happening, but, yeah. I get what you're saying, but that's not happening. It, Woods is still out too, so. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. When does Woods come back? Uh, Woods should be back. I mean, ACL is deep. Yeah, so I, don't I don't think he know. comes back till the early next year. I haven't talked to him in a minute, but I think yeah. be, he's not. I don't think he'll be ready to come back until end of 2020, early 2021. Yeah, ACL is deep, so that that's rough. But I mean, you, you get to a point where it's just SmackDown is so weird. Like, without a trait, like, without a, a shake-up, they're at the point now where it's, what, they have maybe male talents, mm, 10, that are on TV. Yeah. And I'm including bringing over, um, you know, the original bro. So, I mean, I, I, Matt Riddle makes it maybe 11, 10, 11. Like, there's not that many guys who are on TV all the time. It's it's weird. SmackDown is a weird show. And this tag team match and with Nakamura and Cesaro winning. Because let's just say, for the hell of it, Cesaro and Nakamura win this title. And then something happens on Friday and Kofi or E gets hurt legitimately. Who yeah. does Cesaro and Nakamura defend the titles against? They don't have another feud. They went and broke they, up heavy machinery for really no fucking reason. No, to give Otis a briefcase. When's the last time we saw Otis with a briefcase? Bro, the night he won it, <laughs> the, the night he won money in the bank, I, 
I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, we haven't even seen Mandy, it. Mandy, this is for you. That was it. Vince McMahon gave the man a briefcase so he could say a catchphrase from a movie that came out in 1981. It's so troubling. Who's your target audience? Nobody knows. Like, the people who saw that in theaters, let's hypothetically say you were 20 years old and you saw Rocky in theaters. It'd be Rocky too. Whatever. You saw that in theaters, 1980-something. You're 20 years old. That means we are now 40 years past 1980. You're 60 years old now. If you watch that shit at 20, who do you who does he think is watching television? Him. He he writes for himself. Him. Yeah. Him. He doesn't know a movie probably past Independence Day. Like it's fucking crazy. Sooner or later, I think the sooner is coming. Where he, these ratings keep dipping, the product keeps dipping. Sooner or later, he has to look in the mirror and say, I'm out of touch. I thought it never happened with the Yankees, being a Yankees fan, right? But it came to the point where the boss, George Steinbrenner, got sick, obviously. But he he got to the point where he said, I can't do this anymore. And gave it to his son, Hal. Then they win the championship in 2011 or 2009. And then here we are. So Hal won in 2009, hasn't won it again. But still... Steinbrenner got to the point where he's like, yo, I need to give this up. But in Vince McMahon's mind, he created pro wrestling. Sports Steinbrenner saved the Yankees. Yeah. Like, yeah, a, it, if he can come to grips with the fact that I got to give this no, shit up, Vince got to no, come to grips. No, Steinbrenner is still part of a major league baseball system. Vince McMahon is sports entertainment. He's not going to leave that shit alone. He's going to. God, I hate that word. He's going to die in gorilla. He's he's not leaving. Literally. He's not. It's not going to happen. So that's why we're going to end up with this stuff. So, yes, let's continue on. Because Nakamura, Cesaro win the titles. Hooray. Um, whatever. Kevin Owens, Murphy on the pre-show. Murphy's really good. Good match, though. I wish they could. Yes. Can he get his first name back? It's just, it just seems really weird to call him. Buddy? Back. Yeah. You're really, you're, really, you're really campaigning for buddy. I'm just. It's just so weird that they eliminate part of their names. Hey, uh, who ended up being the hacker? Oh, yeah. I guess they just killed that fucking storyline. I don't know. But, to, to be fair, I still haven't seen Mustafa Ali. Neither is he. Like, he's sitting at home. He thought he was coming back. Yeah, then they were just like, no. Nah. Uh, I mean, he's on, still on payroll, so fuck it. Be home, be safe with your kids, and collect that check. Uh, it's just, not mad at Mustafa Ali. They ran the whole angle um, and just said, you know what? Never mind. Dead it. <laughs> Never mind. Um, Bailey with Sasha versus Nikki Cross. Um, Sasha gives her the not brass knucks but the rings that says boss Bailey uses it not a hit to the face where well, I guess it's traditional punches Nikki Cross in the gut kind of like that and then hits the finisher the new finisher doesn't do much I don't like the rose plant I don't even like the name um, yeah I don't I don't get that but I guess it's better than Bailey to belly <laughs> anything's better than a Bailey to belly let's, let's just be clear yeah, yeah. That shit didn't look dangerous at all. No. So, um, <laughs> okay, so we got that. And Bailey keeps her title. I didn't expect Nikki Cross to win. It was a better match than I thought. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said last week, Bailey's heel run, she's figured it out. Between her banter in the ring, and now she's got different offense. Like, she uses knee strikes. She's a little bit more vicious in the ring. I like it. Again, I don't yeah. want to see her and Sasha break up. I'm going to say it every goddamn week. 
Until it's time, and it's not time. I feel like they're really hitting their stride right now. Let them run. You really can't do it now. Um, Charlotte out. Yeah. Becky out. Like, you kind of got to ride this till the wheels fall off. Yeah, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. And then you have MVP coming out, beating Apollo Crews by forfeit, he says, and crowning himself the United States champion. Touched on this a little while ago. I like that angle. You know, it's weird because Apollo Crews' run, not his run, but this recent run is really strange. He beat Andrade for the U.S. title, and then he has this situation come up. But remember when he won to be in Money in the Bank, and then he was out of that shit too? Yeah. It's really weird what's going on with Apollo right with now. With a... Like a faux knee injury. Yeah, and it didn't make any sense. Like, And then they t- said tonight, it was like, oh, bulging disc. What? Where the hell did that come from? You got it like last oh. week. Yeah, from the Bobby Lashley finisher. Sure. The full Nelson. I, like, okay. To be clear to everybody, I just talked to Apollo Crews on Wednesday. And for those of you who saw the interview, we talked about the new Nation of Domination. We talked about his, his title run. I just talked to him on Wednesday. You would think he would be part of this if they offer him up for media. So, it leads me to believe he's got the Rona. That's the only explanation I can come up with. Hopefully he's safe. Hopefully he is safe. But that's and getting better. I can't um, see them just taking him out of the match. A while away. I, I, I can't. Yeah. It has to be that. He couldn't have just got injured in, in those next three days. Like I said, Wednesday. Talk to him on Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully he's, he's okay. And SummerSlam, what, three, four weeks away? Yeah. And he can heal up. Um, then we have, we talk about Rollins, Mysterio, Sasha Banks versus Asuka. Mm-hmm. Happy to see that this was the longest match of the night. This was a good match. They delivered. It didn't even feel like it was 20 minutes. This, this. And the ending, I understand shenanigans suck. And I mean, we're going through this whole fucking card. There's one clean finish. Um, two, two clean finishes the whole night. So it's, that's kind of ridiculous when you have an eight match card, but whatever. This one you look at, I don't mind how it ended and Bailey taking the referee's shirt and putting it on and counting Sasha as the new champion. It gives a reason for Asuka to continue to chase, which I think she's, Asuka's figure figures out everything, but her working as a baby face works very well now. And I think there's a lot going into the chase and Sasha helping Bailey win, Bailey helping Sasha win, and sooner or later one of them is going to say, I don't need you. Forcing their feud. So you think um, you, so. wait, you think Sasha's actually the champion right now? No, probably not. <laughs> but I you know what? I think she will act like the champion yes. through SummerSlam, which adds a different level of intrigue to that feud when her and Asuka go again at SummerSlam. And if you get 20 minutes on Extreme Rules, they better get 25 at SummerSlam. Never know. Maybe. But this this match... Never know. I'm just... I'm wishful thing. This match is delivered on two levels. One, heel Sasha is always the best Sasha. Because heel always. Sasha is a little bit more vicious. The foot stomps, the work in the limbs early made Zack Sabre Jr. proud. Um, the selling... Oh, God, the selling. I, like, she falls like an accordion on a German suplex Oh, time. my God. It makes me scared all the time, yeah, though. It's unbelievable. But Asuka, to her credit, who used to be a killer in NXT, has figured out a way to work from underneath and make that shit look really good. So, like, these two together in the ring was just... They were excellent. Like, I'm watching this match, and I thought it was going to be good, and my only thing was, 
how is it going to end it, and is it going to have enough time? They had enough time. The ending was a little clunky. Like, at first, the way it started, it was like a lot of shenanigans. And like, come on, ref, are you this dumb? Yeah. But The Mist uh, sh- should lead to a DQ finish, but barely taking the shirt. It protects them both. It ex- it's extends the feud. Um, and then we get another match. So I can't be mad at it. This was like a – this was oh. one of – I just spitballing here. This is one of the best matches of the year in women's division for sure. I can't think of another women's match that has been really – they hit all the notes this year. Well, Sasha Io was great. Oh, Sasha Even Yeah, I think this was better than Sasha and Io. Yeah, shenanigans were different. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, very similar. But it was um, – but it's Sasha. Sasha, Sasha, Sasha. It's a common denominator. Sasha is the – Best women's wrestler in the world right now, and that's not because I don't know if she's, she's the best Sasha in the world. Banks. I think there's a, a nice little tie. I think EO is excellent as well, but I think EO is also excellent. I I know Sasha's Bay. I'm this is this she is, is this is like one A and one B, but character work counts when you're splitting hairs. Well, I think heel EO is phenomenal character work. I don't know. She's not better than heel Sasha Banks. Heel Sasha Banks is as a I think as a character. I think I think I mean I'm not going to say that Sasha's not. The best, one of the best in the world. I think she's one of yeah. the short on the short yeah, list is the one best. A, in the one B, yeah. Because I'm, I'm still, you guys know, I'm an Oscar Mark, but I think Oscar's also very good as a character. Like, too, so, I mean, I'm not bad. At All that. three of them. The WWE, listen, they got a lot of shit going wrong, but after watching Slammiversary, after watching AEW, the main roster talent of women, and we give four horsemen shit. Four horsewomen shit all we want for always hogging the spotlight, always getting the belts and blah, blah, blah. They are the best collective of women's wrestlers in the world right now on the main roster. And arguably, this is the best collection of women's wrestlers of all time that we are living through right now. Well, I think Stardom would like to argue with that, but right now. That's fair. I mean... But, yeah, I mean, Asuka, Kyrie, there's, I mean, Lucha Underground had a fucking run of women yeah. talent for a quick second. But right now, yes, definitely. Right now, I mean, bro, Bailey, Sasha, what Becky turned into, Charlotte, Asuka now on there. Kyrie saying, not even wrestling that much, is on the roster. And just roster was. No, they're loaded. They're loaded. It's nuts. They're loaded. Nuts. When they turn in matches like this. Bianca Belair, yeah. nuts. This, I mean, again, great match. Uh, clunky finish, but I understand why they did it because this was Extreme Rules. You take this shit in the SummerSlam, so I'm with it. Yep, I like that. Um, Drew Mack versus Dolph Ziggler. I like this match. Drew's matches have been really good, dude. I point to what you say though. This shit would have really been great if he had a crowd oh, this man. whole run. I- it's not his fault. He's made the best out of a shitty situation, but he is not. You know what Braun Strowman is on the other mm-hmm. side. He feels like a champion. Dog, he's as a babyface. He feels like the the leader of the company, and it's fucking weird. But I I can't wait to see him versus Roman Reigns. Yeah. If he if you can turn Roman heel or give Roman an edge at all, him versus Drew is going to be fucking good. I, this match, it fixed itself. Because everybody was like, why the fuck is Dolph in this match? We all said that. Yeah. And then to make him look yeah. good. That was all and he made, he, But he made him look like a million bucks. They both made each other look like a million bucks. But I think the stipulation yep. added so much to it where Dolph was like, I get extreme rules and you don't. That was like yeah. the best thing that could have happened in this match because it meant that we all knew Dolph wasn't going to win. But now we got to see 
Drew have to kind of work from underneath. Because every time he tried some shit, he'd get cut off. There was a great spot where Drew went to suplex Dolph through a table and then reconsidered it and turned it around because he would have got DQ'd. Like, there was so much good stuff in this match where Drew had to eat everything. Chair shots, uh, uh, tables, everything. <laughs> everything. He ate everything and kept coming back. And then the kip up to a Claymore? What? Beautiful. It, great. This was a this was a great match. And people keep, like, if you shit on Dolph Ziggler, I don't know, man. When Dolph is on and he's not concussed, he's, he's fucking good. He's like a great hand who makes everybody look good. Dolph does not like make people look bad. No, I never thought, and I say that said this on like the first episode of this podcast. I don't think Dolph Ziggler was a guy to carry the main title. He's had it before. I just never saw him in that role. I thought he's an IC title guy, or if he's on the top of the roster like he is here, he's a guy who really helps your top guy. To me, he's Mister Perfect. Mister Perfect should have been champion, by the way. But just you know, saying how they booked Mister Perfect is how they do book Dolph Ziggler. And that's not a knock to Mr. Perfect. Oh, man. When Dolph... So, dude, I guess I can't knock Dolph. Like, he doesn't have bad matches. He's no. good on the mic. He, I don't know if he necessarily should win these. I, he's, such, he's so good at putting other people over, it's hard for me to see him putting himself over. Uh, he, but I guess that's a credit to him. He's a selling machine. The man is he, like, he is a selling Crazy. machine. But the thing about Dolph is before the concussions, yeah, he had the title, then he got hurt. But you look at him now, and, I mean, the, the, the company's so crowded, and they haven't really gave Dolph a sustained run to make you believe he could be champion. So it's hard to even put him in that spot. But they, they figured this one out because, yeah, he shouldn't have been in this title shot. But we all knew when they put him on the show, they was like, well, this, at least the match will be good. That's the one thing everybody said. Well, at least the match will be good. And it delivered. Damn right. And it they, they smoke this shit. Drew McIntyre, when he gets fans, like, look, WWE, do not make the mistake of getting this title off of Drew anytime soon. Let him hold that bitch until we got fans. And then he needs to yeah, hold it after that, too. Shit. There's no one else. Really, like, to me, they can stri- stretch a him versus Seth Rollins feud for three months. That's anybody. They can stretch him versus Orton for three months. Yeah, I mean, figure it and out. You stretch that shit to Royal Rumble if you wanted. Like, there, there's a lot. They could do with those matches. Yep, definitely. Um, so I, I think Sky's the Limit. Drew should have a long run. I really like what he did. And then to round it out, the Wyatt Swamp fight. The fuck out of here. I mean, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Bray hasn't physically. I mean, he's been in the ring once physically, and it was as regular Bray Wyatt. Um, the Fiend is back. I, I like them protecting the Fiend character. Not being on TV every week, they found different, unique ways to have Bray play other characters. I thought from the jump, this new iteration of Bray was like, uh, like that movie where the guy has multiple personalities. I don't fucking know. It's like Glass. No Glass. Or whatever was before Glass. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like that joint where he's just like yo he has all these personalities inside of him and he can pull anyone out at any given moment and then the fiend is like the ultimate character so i really really like that dynamic and to see that they're pulling out these different versions of bray i think is is really dope um it'd be funny to see him you know go into husky harris (laughs) like i tell you this much if cm punk ever came back and was going for a title shot, and Bray was champion. Husky Harris would make an appearance, and it'd be the greatest shit ever. 
and it'd be like just Husky Harris Nexus with CM Punk. It, it'd be so funny. But you look at what this match was in the Swamp Fight. It, it didn't do anything to me. Like it furthered the story to where we knew it was gonna go in that SummerSlam. But it was just weird for the sake of being weird. I like the Alexa Bliss spot, but outside of that, like I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of over the cinematic. Dog, shit. This match was stupid. Let's just call it what it was. It was dumb because there was no, there was nothing explicitly told. Like, how does this match end? <laughs> like, there was Lance Storm asked that on Twitter, and I was like, turn off the TV. That's how it ends. Because I don't know how this thing ends. I mean, that's what they did. <laughs> they just they just ended. They're like, yo, we're fading to black. So like. Braun is a terrible champion. The Fiend is a great character, but the cinematic, as you mentioned, has been beaten to death. I don't want to see any more cinematic matches. I can't take it anymore. And this was so nonsensical. Like, who were the guys just getting beat up and set on fire? Why did that happen? There was a snake bite. Why did that happen? There was like all these mind games. All right, cool. But I just didn't I see this like the Boneyard match and with the one that, the other one with Cena and, and Wyatt at WrestleMania. Like, why why are we doing all this? What is the point that we're trying to make here? I can't figure out what we're doing. Because then, you drown the champion. You drown him. Mm-hmm. And then it just ends. Now, how do you come back from that? Oh, yeah, I remember. We threw Alistair Black off a fucking roof, and he came back like a week later. We buried AJ Styles alive, and he just came back. So I guess Braun is just going to, I don't know, swim his way back to Raw or SmackDown? Is that what we're doing? I, I'm assuming he swam away from the feet. But I thought he was drowned. No, he got the mandible claw. That doesn't mean he was but drowned. What, why, but why did we finish like this? That's what I don't understand. What did this finish mean? Yes, the fiend is back. We knew that was going to happen anyway. And we know we're going to go into the fiend versus Braun at SummerSlam. But isn't there a better way to get there than this match? This wasn't even a match. I don't know what this was. It's a waste of my time. That's what it was. I mean, it's what Bray is going to do from here on out. I don't want any more cinematic matches. I mean, I can go without them. Like only if that's what we're yeah, but here we we're talking. Here we about. are. Yeah, like I don't need them. It's great. I'm so tired of these matches. It was bad. Stream rules ends on a bad note. But other than that, there were spots that were really enjoyable, and I think we've mentioned them all. But this was not it. This I didn't enjoy this at all. I didn't know what the hell I was watching. Yeah, it wasn't for me necessarily like at the end but we'll see what they turn it into on weekly television and that's the next step right like how do they play this into SummerSlam and I think that's a a huge huge part of where we go from here Um, let's touch on Slammiversary real quick (sighs) listen Justin Justin's our boy Justin the group chat Justin has a really sneaky, cool Louisiana accent that I wasn't expecting the first time I heard his voice. Justin lied to me about Impact. Let's just get this off my chest. Justin told me that Impact was really dope right now. Justin watches Impact every week. (laughs) We had better audio quality on our first Corner Podcast live show. Not even the StarCast one. The regular-ass live show. They couldn't get the mics to work right. The camera angles were weird. The lighting was odd. And then some of the matches just, they really didn't hit for me. I talk about AEW relying too much as old people as managers. TNA, or Impact, excuse me, relied way too much on old people as talent on this show. 
it was just it. We go down real quick, and I'll get your thoughts on the man. Motor City Machine Guns versus the Rascals. I've never been a Motor Motor City Machine Guns guy that much. Like I think they're cool, but they're not like huge debut. Oh my God, they're here! Like people were treating them online. What did you think about their uh, showing up in Impact? I was glad to see them back. I I like Motor City Machine Guns, and I I don't love them, but I, I like them a lot. And I thought this was a really good match. I enjoyed this. I thought we were on a good. We're starting off on a good note. I was like, yeah, we're starting off on a good note. Then other shit happened. Let's go into the other shit. Oh, God. Uh, I'm trying to see what was the next. Moose and Tommy Dreamer. Uh, I'll do it. Moose. There you go. Moose and Tommy Dreamer. TNA. Old school rules. What are old school rules? I mean, I guess they couldn't say ECW, but then Moose says clearly into the camera, this ain't ECW. So I was like, all right, well, whatever. Um, Whatever. Moose (laughs) hasn't made a great account of himself on social media. So for a lot of people, it's hard to even get into his matches. But this match with Dreamer was just, it was dumb. It was dumb. Like, we just did Samrock. Now we're doing this. This wasn't yeah. a good match. They got to move him away from the old men. I still like the gimmick. It looks the cool. It looks cool, but the ma- these matches stink. Yeah. These matches. Bringing back the belt and proclaiming himself a heavyweight champion. That's cool. It's just he needs to go against someone who's not an old-ass yeah, man. This, this match wasn't good. Yeah. It, it is not Randy Orton legend killer. No. And then we have a gauntlet match. To determine the number one contender for the knockouts championship. This is what twenty minutes. This is what broke me. This was like <laughs> this match was so bad because with no crowd and you can hear them, they and they sounded really bad. Like bad a bunch of bad actresses running around. That's what it sounded like. This match was yep. really bad. Now, Grant, the problem is is that there was good talent in the match. I like Tasha Steeles, I like Kiara Hogan, I like Taya Vakari. I like Kylie Ray. Uh, Did you forget the thick one? With the, oh, see, get Katie Thomas Forbes. Stanley. Get Katie Forbes the fuck out of here. Katie Forbes. Get her out of here. It's like, uh, what is she? Right. She's a build abroad. Like, she's completely made up of plastic. Right? Listen, you can... I, I vote to keep I'm sure Whatever. it's cool, but she can't wrestle. That's the problem. She can't wrestle? I don't know. She wasn't in this fucking gauntlet match long enough. But for it's me. like, oh, God. All right. So, she... But the match was just bad. It was bad. It was not a good match. So, um, and, it, and it had good talent in the match. So, I, I don't know, man. 20 minutes, way too long for this match. It ends up being the yeah, second longest match Kylie on the Ray's card. Kylie Ray's gimmick is. Kylie, yeah, what's Kylie Ray's She's gimmick? just really happy. And Kylie Ray's really good. Like, she's a really good wrestler. Okay. She's a really good wrestler. Ty Valkyrie's a really good wrestler, too. But this match, to be like an over-the-top fake battle, like, Royal Rumble type thing, that ends with like a one-on-one. And then it ended like super abruptly. Like Kylie pinned her quick. So, yep. it, but it was a twenty-minute match, and it just it just felt really disjointed. It felt like everybody was trying to find their spots. Like, oh, here, stand here, so I can kick you out of the ring. This was not a good match. Katie Force is like twerking no, for no we, reason. Like this, just was dumb. <laughs> makes no sense. And then we roll into Chris Bay, Willie Mack. The reason why I was watching, to be honest, and it's the shortest match of the night. Ten minutes, almost on the dot. And I thought it was a really good match, but then at the end, there was a couple of, like, missteps in the finish that I thought hurt the finish um, and didn't make it feel as special as it really should have. There was a couple, like, uh, uh, botches, and then the, you know, the new move that Chris Bay debuted just didn't hit right, really. Um, Not to say that it won't. It was just, it was kind of off on that night. So then when he won, it was kind of a little anticlimactic, but I was happy to see... Chris win 
And it's crazy. Two wrestling with stereotypes alums fighting each other for a major championship. Who would have known last year? Yeah. Like you said on Twitter. It's, it's crazy. It's wild. Uh, I dropped the stat in a group chat. Since people who appear on wrestling with stereotypes, four of our panelists have gone on to win championships after they've appeared on our show. Nyla Rose went on, I believe, two nights after and won the AEW Women's Championship. Then we had um, Scorpio Sky win the tag team titles. Now we had Willie Mack. And then now we have Chris Bay. Chris Bay win the championship. That's four people. We're doing all right. Yeah. Big Swole needs to bring some gold home. She will. Swole is too good not to. But... Yeah, this yeah you're right. She on the clock. <laughs> this match was this match was good. The ending kind of hurt it, but clearly these two are incredible athletes. Like the 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 swath of black talent that is is excelling in pro wrestling is unbelievable. And it's not just because they're black; it's just because they're really good. And these two just happen to be really good. Short match, but hopefully they. I don't know if they continue this because I don't know if we'll get to the main event. I don't know if they pair Willie Mac back up with Rich Swan, but uh. It's the finesse era. The finesse division's here. So I think we're going to get some good matches. I'd love to see Chris Bay and Ace Austin go at it. I think they would have a hell of a match. Or Chris Bay and, and shit, Trey from the Rascals, who we'll get to that main event in a second. But I have to say this now. That Canadian Destroyer that he, he came out with, the sliding one on his Crazy. knee, oh, my God. Wow. Crazy. What a fucking move. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's going to be a lot of good matches for Chris Bay, who's super young, to celebrate her birthday. Um, I think Impact was the best place for him to go. Maybe. Because you don't want to rush into a different promotion. I mean, AEW would have been okay, I guess. Might have been. But it, it's, it's still, like, one of those places where you can really learn who you are without a ton of lights on you, you know? Yeah. It doesn't have that pressure. They pushed him to the top immediately, and he's handling it. It said sink or swim, and he's swimming. He looks like a champion. Definitely. And it translates to television. We saw him in, you know, FSW and all this stuff around Vegas. We saw him um, in some GCW cards. And it was like, yeah, we think he has it, but it's translated. And it's like, no, now I know he has it. So that was um, good to see. Then we had the North, who... Justin Ivy is convinced is one of the best tag teams in the world. They did not prove it to me on this night, probably because they were wrestling Ken Shamrock yeah. and Sammy Callahan. Oh, it's <sighs> who's worse, him or Goldberg? Who's worse, him or Goldberg? Ah, uh, shit. At least Ken Shamrock can still do some <laughs> shit for a length of a little oh, bit longer shit. time. But yo, man, watching this match, I, was, I felt like I was watching a scene old man trying to figure out where he's supposed to be. There was so many times in this match that Ken Shamrock would just be standing there. Like, he was like, should I interfere here? Am I supposed to? And then you can see Yo. him go over to Josh Alexander. And, he's like, they're clearly having a conversation. Like, he ties him up. And Josh is like, no, motherfuckers. Stand here. And he's like, oh. Suplex me out the ring. And then, like, Ken Shamrock goes for a dive that didn't make any sense whatsoever. I'm like, why are you doing this? You're killing it. You're old. You're old and brittle. Right? Like, he looks like an old buff man. For real. This. Yo, he was so bad. So bad. It was horrible. So bad. To and watch. the North are um, a really good tag team. This this just wasn't the match. The pairing of Shamrock and Callahan was weird. The match was bad. Like this was just bad, 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 bad. Well, I'll be tuning in on Tuesday to see them versus Motor City Machine Guns that be because good. I'm hoping that, be that that shows me who they are. Um, and then of course we 
had the announcement that the Good Brothers have joined Impact. Good for them. And they still get to do Japan, too, when it's time. So that's Yeah, so Gallows and Anderson will be on Impact. I think that'll be a cool feud as well. So I will get to see what the North are made out of because there's some other teams now that they could really work. Um, next match, Deanna Perrazzo versus Jordan Grace. This is a good match. I like this match. I did. It was all right. That was good. It it didn't like blow my socks off. It was. I don't know. Something was off about it, but I, I thought the finish picked up enough that I was like, "All right, cool. I I see it. I get it." And Perazzo just coming in and, and winning the title. They it seems like they. I don't follow it week to week, but it seemed pretty quick. And then Bay seems pretty quick. So it's like these new signees are just coming in and just grabbing belts. Well, I, like in the case of Bay being Mac, it, it could have, you know, it's quick. But again, with, with Rich Swan coming back, it feels like they have unfinished business with the North. So maybe they're going back to Mac and Swan. Um, with Perazzo, it's just she's really good at wrestling. And Jordan Grace, I think she just won the title recently. So this is a moving title right now. So maybe they're putting it around Deanna Perazzo to hang on to it for a little while. We shall see, because I guess you'll be wrestling Kylie Ray next. Um, but I thought this match was pretty good. I, it wasn't like great. It was damn sure it wasn't Oscar and Sasha, but I thought it was a good match. Yeah, I mean, on, compared to the rest of this card, sure. I'll give you that. Yes, this was a pretty good match. Um, and then a mini event: Eddie Edwards versus Ace Austin, Trey, Rich Swan, and Eric Young. Eric Young being the surprise, I guess. Eric Young doesn't do anything for me right now. I, I enjoyed Rich Swan in the match more than anything. At points, and listen, I love the flippy shit, right? Like, that's my stuff. But here, there was more flippy shit than anything else. And I was like, this is for your heavyweight championship? Like, it felt like this could have been their X Division titles match. And I wouldn't have blinked an eye. Um, but again, Eddie Edwards wins. So I think the true heavyweight of it all kind of won. It seems like it carried on a narrative that went on for a couple weeks. So, not mad at it. Eric Young didn't add anything for me to this match. Um, what do you think of the main event? Uh, well, it's funny because you mentioned this X Division. And three of these guys, Ace Austin, Trey, and Rich Swan, were all X Division guys. Um, it, it felt like an X Division. Yeah, match. Eric. the addition of Eric Young, his stock took a hit in NXT and WWE. But if you were an Impact or TNA fan you were happy to see Eric Young back. Because Eric Young is actually a pretty good fucking wrestler. Like, Super Eric was great. So, seeing him back was was good. Um, him, like, doing a twist and pile driver, it was like, I, I remember, I was like, oh, shit, Eric Young can actually go. He's a former TNA champion. So, if you're a fan of TNA and Impact, this made sense. Um, it was just, there were so many teases that people weren't sure. This was a weird show because if because of all the signings and the rumored signings, a lot of people never watched Impact tuned in and expected a different kind of show and they got a show yeah. that was kind of like extreme rules that was like all these storylines like if you tune in extreme rules you're like what the fuck is this that's kind of what this show was so the main i thought the main event was good i thought it was a good main event ace austin eddie edwards at the end eddie edwards gets the pin uh ace austin they jump eddie edwards good brothers come out close the show and then we get the ec3 vignette at the end so ec3 is also back which is actually really good for Impact because EC3 was the man there and completely misused in WWE. No, I think he has the chance of being the man again. It seems like he's going to revamp his character 
which is pretty dope. Um, I just, it didn't do what I thought a lot of people said it did. But you know what? They got me to watch. Yeah. So that's half the battle. And I'm going to keep tuning in. I'm intrigued. I think it could be better. They got work to do. And yeah, and I'm going to watch them get better. So yeah, congrats. I guess in that regard, they made a new fan. So it, it did what it was supposed to do. I like fresh faces going there. Um, oh, when the Heath Slater promo was just fucking horrible, by the way. But the the volume was really bad. And um, but I am looking forward to him pairing back with Rhino. I do want to see really, that. yeah, really. I do, I do. I think hey, listen, okay, the man has kids. What can like I, I do? I think Heath, depending on how they play this, Heath and Rhino can play on their old WWE team up. I'd like to see what Heath does without having to do a WWE style. Will it be good? Will it be bad? I don't know. We all know Rhino can do shit because he just gores people and he's just a big brute. That's it. So it's fun, kind of yep. fun to watch him. So him and Heath, I'd like to see them work together again. But I'm glad Heath got a job. Shit. Yeah, that's the key. I'm glad everyone just got jobs and paychecks. Yeah. So fuck it. Yeah, I'm not mad at that at all. Um, AW had a fight of the. Let's fall? just call it what it was. It was the worst show of the year. <laughs> We're, yeah, yeah, I think it was, which is crazy to think because it was a continuation, in my opinion, of the two nights they had before. And it was like, all right, let's see what they can do. Moxley was pushed back to this one. And it was like, it should have been better than it was, right? Like, you know, for a second, they had teased Moxley going back. All right. And then I looked at it, and it started off really well, in my opinion. Sonny Kiss, Cody Rhodes. I think Sonny, with the way that they're letting him be, and that's himself, has a lot of promise. Because it's something we haven't seen before in pro wrestling. Yeah. Um, and I think the entrance was great. This match was, was good. I, I'm glad they had this match. They got a lot of backlash. Well, not a lot. They got backlash on Twitter for having Sonny in this match because people are just still homophobic. Yeah. Um, but they, they had a good match. I think they're telling a story of, you know, I think we're slowly getting to a Cody Hill turn. Tully Blanchard's in the crowd looking on. Um, Cody's getting an edge in the match and clobbering some, Sonny Kiss with some shit. This match was fine. Like, I was like, oh, okay, this is a good match. Then this, like, this shit kind of fell off the table after this. So we get the revival versus Lucha Bros. This man, this was. I thought this was going to be match of the week. I think they just had a bad night. <laughs> that's it, right? Like that's there's. It's inexplicable for this match to not have gone through and just been the greatest thing on television this week. Do you know where this match went wrong? Like the moment I knew this match went wrong, there was a uh, wheelbarrow by Ray Phoenix with Pentagon. And he couldn't get Pentagon up. And I was like, uh-oh. This match ain't going to work. I don't know if you remember it. Like, Pentagon runs. And it's yeah. usually a spot that's reversed. That Pentagon grabs Phoenix and does a wheelbarrow and splat. And they do like a uh, kind of like a destroyer splash thing. But it, oh, it was Phoenix that had Pentagon. And I was like, that don't look right. Pentagon's too big for this shit. <laughs> and he couldn't get him up. And at that moment, I was like, mm, this ain't it. And then FTR does some, like, Diving shit? Top rope. And yeah, I was like, top wait rope a second. Shit. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, you're trying too hard. Just do what you yeah. do. 
This match wasn't it. All fists, no flips. Yeah, they flipped and no fists. This one, this match wasn't it. This match wasn't it. And I know they have a better match in it. And I know they went to the back and was like, can we do this again in like a few weeks? Because they have to. Yeah. They have to fix this. And it was another Canadian destructive spot. Yeah. Like every week. Yeah, they got to slow down. Every they week. Yeah, they got to chill a bit. Um, and then we have the Elite versus Jurassic Express. So the issue with just thrown together. the issue with this match, right? Like Jungle Boy's work was great in this match. The Bucks were fine. Kenny Omega murdering Marco Stunt started to feel a little <laughs> bit like I was watching uh, torture porn. Because like Jesus Christ, another dragon suplex. Like you're gonna just you're gonna kill this kid. So I'm trying to figure out like, are you trying to turn Kenny Omega heel by having him do this? Because then after the match he beats him up, and I couldn't figure out why. It, it felt like this show felt like they were trying to finally break things down the way that they originally planned to when they first started AEW, but they couldn't because they couldn't turn Omega heel, they couldn't turn Page heel, they couldn't turn Cody or the Bucks heel. They had to keep them all babyface and they had to keep them all out of the title picture because they felt like that was the obvious thing to do. Now I feel like they're moving to the directions that they wanted to move in, but the way they get, they're getting there is weird because some of this shit is just dragging on too long. Like FTR, we know you're gonna face the Young Bucks, right? We know you like we know you're gonna be involved with Paige and, and Omega splitting, but like all yep. this shit is like lip service now. Just get to it, goddamn it! Like meanwhile, I guess they gotta drag it out till September, my man. September is the next. So, month. but meanwhile, the problem is is like you're slow playing all this other shit, and we're gonna get to the title match in a minute. But you're just burning through contenders for John Moxley. Why? You're doing the you're doing this the wrong way, guys. Yeah. Sustain something, right? Um, that's not even the worst part oh, of the show. God. We had <laughs> the worst part is next. The Nightmare Sisters, Allie and Brandy Rhodes, defeat Kenzie Page and MJ. MJ Jenkins is good, and she looked like a complete tool in this match. What the hell is the Nightmare Sisters? Dude, they tried the Nightmare Collective. Stop. I don't ever need to see Brandy in another match. And Allie, like, I don't know what story you're telling, but I don't give a shit. This did not need to be. It was two minutes, and it felt like it was five, which still felt too long. This match was bad. (laughs) This was so bad. All bad. I mean, the entrance was way too long. Like, it's not a story I care about. Nobody cares about it, except for Brandy and Allie, and maybe Cody. Yeah. Like... Brandy doesn't have to be a wrestler. No, she's not good at it. She's, again, to go with my Cody is secretly Triple H theory, she is definitely Stephanie McMahon. Wait, you're probably she just right. shoehorns herself in the middle of stuff for no damn reason. Like, they're trying to tell... And the, does not recognize she's not good at yeah, it. They're trying to tell the Alley and Brandy story. Like, they've been trying to tell this story, and they had Dustin, and like, they've been, they keep trying it with QT Anderson. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't. No. And the nightmare shit is just. Stop. Jeez. Just cut it out. Leave me alone. Yeah. Like, you're torturing oh, me now. It's all bad. <laughs> the main event John Moxley versus Brian Cage with Taz. Um, Moxley wins. Technical submission, they say. But Moxley wins in. in Taz is going to save Brian Cage and throwing the towel, and it's just I don't know how this helped Cage. I don't know where Moxie goes now because it was a pretty clean victory for him. And 
the ending made it look like a dominant victory. Well, for then him. Darby Allen comes out, and then he hits Brian Cage with a skateboard. So obviously yeah. that's the, the next feud. Allow me to fantasy book this one because this is how it should have oh. been booked. Brian Cage should have never had the FTR title, FTW title, until after this match, because if you're going to go with this finish, which it shouldn't, this match should have never happened in the first place. You should have built Cage. No. But if this is the finish that you were going to go for, and Taz throws in the towel, Brian Cage should annihilate Taz and then take the FTW title and say, I didn't lose that match. That motherfucker cost me the match. Fuck the world. I'm taking this title. I'm beating the shit out of everybody. That's how this match should have ended. Because Brian Cage being cool with Taz throwing in the towel is problematic. And then bringing in, yeah, bringing in an arm injury that nobody has talked about was silly. Like, this match, it was bad. This match sucked. Because, and Brian looked slow. I don't know why. Moxley didn't look great. But this finish, I'm just like, yo, why would you put the FTW title on the man for him to lose? I think it would have been much better if, they, if he destroyed Taz for throwing in the towel. Like, fuck you, Taz. Because I don't need you anyway. And I'm taking your fucking title. And now if anybody wants a piece of me, come get it. Then Darby Allen can de- deal with Brian Cage. And you can move them away if that's what you really want to do. And Brian Cage can establish another title. But now that title means absolutely nothing. Why did Darby Allen hit Darby, Darby Allen? Why did he hit him in the first place? Did that have from the uh, From, from the ago? ladder match from uh, double... From yes. the pay-per-view. Because they're, they're saying that uh, Brian Cage is the one who injured Darby. Which I can't remember that happening. But I guess. And then he had the skateboard and he was with... Yeah. Tony Hawk for a but you didn't but dog shit. you didn't need to do that Cage should have like if you again just like the same thing with Brody Lee why did you start there with Cage and Darby Allen instead of putting Cage in a title match why yeah it makes why no don't sense. you like why, why did not really work up why didn't yeah why did Brody Lee go into the title match and not start with Colt Cabana right yeah exactly and yeah. and then if you're gonna have Brody Lee against Moxley or Cage against Moxley, don't blow it off with one match. Extend the feud. Like Brody Lee should be still feuding with Moxley. If you want to be completely honest here, if that's if that's what you're gonna run, if you just burn through the in a month, who's Moxley facing next? You nobody cares. He's beat half exactly. the roster. This is fucking dumb. This this was a really Pat coming back. Maybe this was a really bad AEW show. Really bad. Yeah, and they set up for a couple of months of pretty questionable storytelling. Yeah, they're going to have to fix this. We said this earlier this year, I think in February. We were like, it was a really bad AEW show, and then they fixed it like two weeks later. But it's like, goddamn, again? Like, they had a really bad, this was a really bad show. Tony Khan kept his ears to the streets, the Twitter streets, and then heard the, the backlash from it, and then made changes. But sooner or later, you have to have that person internally to catch the mistakes before they happen. And they don't have that soundboard. It's a bunch of guys booking themselves and thinking shit is cool. It's bad. And, yeah, it's so hard to do trial and error like that when you're on national television. Yeah. You don't have house shows to practice shit. You don't have any of this, maybe because of the pandemic or maybe just because how the business, you know, their company is set up. But they don't have these, you know, 250 dates like WWE has to work shit out on the road. No, this was just this was this was a show where you needed somebody who wasn't wrestling to say, "Nah, I don't, I don't think that's gonna work, guys." Yep, and that's what they they really really don't have. 
Um, before we get out of here, we'll just touch real quick on NXT. Any moments that you think were really big? It looks like Cross is going after Keith Lee, which we thought. And then um, we had the women's title match, which I thought was pretty good. It was. And... <laughs> Yeah, and then at the end, Io Shirai gets kicked to fucking just the other side of the stage by Dakota Kai. It is one of the best kicks I've seen. It's a fantastic pro kick. wrestling. My only problem is stiff as fuck. My only problem is like Dakota Kai. Yeah, she's a badass. Yeah, but she's not winning. But all right, uh, she won a lot. She won did a lot she? before. She just lost this last one. Yeah, who did she beat? Um, the what's her face helped her win all the time. She won like two matches. Gonzalez, she won like five in a row. No, she didn't. Yes, she won the Fatal Four Way because of Gonzalez at one point. Um, she only just lost this last time. She lost to Tegan Knox. This last number one, yeah, Tegan beat her. And then she lost. And that was like the first. So she time lost like two in a row. Tegan went over. Sure. I'm just like I'm saying. I'm not saying Dakota Kai is not good at all. It's just they're just throwing somebody else in the title picture. It's like, all right, cool. I think the match will still be good. I just I love the kick though. The kick is great. I just like to see Dakota Kai like win a few matches so that she could be in this position and it makes sense. It's kind of like the Dolph Ziggler shit. Not as bad though. But that was cool. Um, yeah, kick the shit out of her. Um, yeah, Keith Lee, Mr. Carrying Cross. Cool. It's I mm, I hope it's for the North American title, but we shall I don't see. Think Keith Lee should lose. Right now. He got to lose one. Right now? How long can you be double champ for? You can be a champ for at least a couple months. Why can't you? Okay. Yeah, I mean, they take this shit to SummerSlam. I don't know. I guess because the thing is, it's like they gave him both the titles just to feed him to Cross. Because if Cross beats him for any title, like why would Cross go for the North American title and not the NXT title? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how you make that work. So it's like if they do this match, and maybe they do it like they did, I think, Rollins and Cena, where one was for the U.S. title and one's for, like, the world title maybe. But still, Keith Lee just got this shit. Let him rock. SummerSlam is literally, what, four weeks away. And I don't think hot shotting Cross into this position is, is what I'm worried about. Because he hasn't – not that he can't do it. We know he can do it. We've seen him do it. But he ha- we yeah. haven't seen him wrestle a match longer than, like, seven minutes. Like, the Ciampa match was maybe, like, eight or nine minutes, maybe. But other, Yeah, and that was one-way traffic. All of his matches have been one-way traffic. So, like, to put him in there with Lee and then have him beat Keith Lee, and if you beat Keith Lee, you're running into the spot. Like, well, who the fuck's going to beat Cross then? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't, Keith Lee has to give Cross his first L because Keith Lee is, is that big and, right now. And doesn't right? it feel like it's too early for Cross to lose? No, I, I think you could take the L off of him. Like, I kind of prefer for someone to not be undefeated for a long time. I, dude, I'm with you on that. But my point is, like, to put him in this position for an NXT title shot against somebody who just got the titles is kind of crazy. Because somebody's going to fuck, they're going to fuck somebody's momentum up by doing this. No, I, I think the best way to do it. If you have these two to feud, is like you said, and like we've said for a couple of weeks, I think I mentioned this like a couple of weeks ago, is to have each fall in the match be for a different title. So you have Karrion Cross come out hot as a fucking rocket, crush Keith Lee for like five, six minutes, pin him, or, you know, make him tap real quick, 
and get the North American title. And then looks like he's going to roll on the second fall and win both belts. But Keith Lee battles back, battles back, battles back, and finds a way to beat Cross at the end and keep the heavyweight championship, the NXT title. So Cross still leaves with the one title he got by running through Keith Lee quick in the first fall. But the second fall, Keith Lee battles back and hands Cross the first L. And then Cross is still champion, so he still is strong. Yeah, I'd just rather you not do it. I hear what you're saying. I just, I like, I just feel like it's too soon for this type of match to happen because then the, ne- I agree the next though. question is like, if Cross and Lee have this match and Cross wins one and Lee wins one, do they just move on from each other? Is it over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to bounce. And why? I don't. I, listen, there's Finn Balor still says he wants that North American title. That could be a good cross feud. Yeah, um, right? But no, they're not going to do that. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I you got to move on because you can't. That You got to split the title sooner or later. Yeah. If you have them keep going after each other, you can't split I the don't title. Know. It just feels like Cross and Lee is more Survivor Series takeover because Cross just kind of just got here and Keith Lee just kind of just got these titles. And if you build towards. I like that. Like if you build towards them having a collision course. And that, you know maybe they wipe other the competition out. Who knows how they get there? But doing it in four weeks feels like it's super rushed. Listen, I, I'm okay if Cross just stalks him. Yeah. Like, what if Finn Balor says, "You know what, Keith Lee, you're double champ. I I really want that North American title, and we're gonna do this again at SummerSlam." And then Cross costs. Keith Lee at SummerSlam for the North American title. I mean, whichever. I I just, you know. And just drag it. I, I think you can get juice out of it. Cross can stalk a guy for fucking three months. I yeah, he can care. squash guys along the way, right? He can yep. squash some guys along yep. the way. And then he'll have, like, a meaningful match. Like, because obviously they're doing him and Dijakovic next week, which should be really good. And it should establish him yeah. to a degree. But I'd like to see him deal with other guys as well. The the other thing that I want to talk about with NXT is how much I enjoy Santos Escobar. I, told I you, hey, but yes. I like the, the, the three of them together. They look good together. The gear, the the, the like little round table conversation. I was like, yeah, this is yeah. kind of. I like this. I can fuck yeah. with this. I like that. Occasionally, they still wear the mask and take their yeah. shit off. Like they got a good bounce. Like it's just don't fuck it up. You got to let them be attacked. I keep saying. I always say this with WWE more than anybody else. Don't fuck it up. Fuck it up. Like, you got to let them be a legit tag team. Yeah. And more than just a tag that wrestles cruiserweights. Yeah, definitely. If that makes sense. Like, your, your tag team division isn't developed at all. So there's no reason why these guys can't be major players in the tag team division and them all have gold. No, not at all. So I, I, I like that a lot. The women's division, I, I think, is good. Um yeah, man, they, there's a lot of good thing about NXT. It's just there's a lot of people also off of television that I don't know where they fall. True. So Finn Balor, um, you, do you really want to do Adam Cole, Finn Balor with no stakes? That's, again, definitely. Like Johnny Gargano, where does he go? Where does Ciampa? Ciampa hasn't been on TV in a second. Like, there's a lot of people off TV. Dream is still lurking. Um, lurking. I, I don't I like know. Word, lurking. Yeah, you you just don't know where they go with these guys who are major players but not on television. I don't know. I feel like they did. They put Keith Lee in this position to have these titles, and they they move and cross really fast. But they got all these guys who can still work. So they they have to build some. And I guess that's the problem. You got four weeks 
to in the next takeover if that I guess that's what they're doing. And in four weeks, are you gonna build me feuds that I care about that don't have titles attached to them? Show me. They gotta show me. Four weeks comes quick. Yeah. So they got some work to do. We'll see how NXT shapes up. Uh, man, there was a lot of wrestling talk today. A lot of uh, Kanye West talk. But next time when we come through, we're going to talk boxing, MMA, and of course, whatever else is going on in the Twitter world. We're probably going to touch on Megan Thee Stallion being shot, which is wild. And more details will probably come out about that. I don't know. Tory Lane's like 5'2". Uh, so it's crazy to think that he's wilding out on people. But... We'll talk about that on next show as well. Shout out to the sponsors. Shout out to the network, Blue Wire. Make sure you guys fill out the survey that was mentioned at the beginning of the show. It helps out a ton. Also, follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore for the show, at Kel Dansby, at Andreas Hale for him. It has been a fun day talking to you guys. It's going to be a fun week. I'm about to go jump in the pool because it's hot as hell still here in Puerto Rico. And a nice nighttime swim cures everything. Dre, I hope you have a great time out there in Vegas. Avoid the Rona. Don't go downtown. Don't go to the Strip. Stay safe. Until next time, everyone, we are out. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com